So living on the East Coast, I got a call yesterday afternoon from my wife and she said, we have a major leak in our roof. First thought I had was, well, of course, because we just spent a couple thousand in other areas of the house getting it fixed up. So what's one more roof repair to add to that list? So we went through the process. We actually used Modernize, which is one of our partners here at Hatch, to find a roofing company to help us repair. I wish I could show you the text messages she was sending me during this whole process of vetting companies, but I can't because the number of curse words she was using in those texts made me blush. Luckily, we got it all squared away, but other than a few good laughs, it actually gave me a really good topic for this intro because why is the home improvement industry so hard to work with? Why is the customer experience from beginning such a struggle? I mean, the fact that we already had the roof repair needed and we knew we were gonna spend a large sum of money that we had been saving up for a vacation or somewhere like that. And we had to do this much needed home repair, but it was a terrible experience from the get-go. You know, I think this industry is ripe for disruption. As my guest Bennett Andelman will mention later, home improvement has the fourth highest complaint rate of any industry in the world. People might not be happy going into that process, but what other things is your sales and marketing team doing to help customers through that patch of angriness. How are you nurturing them? How are you making them feel safe and feel trusted that this is an investment that has to be made and this is the company I wanna go with, not this is the company that I have to go with. That's why I'm excited about today's episode. I'm being joined by Bennett Andelman, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Power Home Remodeling, which is the number two remodeling company in the country based on Qualified Remodeler's top 500 list. What Power Home does different, they realize this pain point. And this is a major point of their marketing outreach efforts. We're going to talk a little bit about Bennett's experience coming from a marketing agency to a home remodeling company, some of the things that they're doing at Power Home to create a wholly better customer experience. And I think one of the biggest things that sets Power Home apart is their emphasis on hiring good people and keeping them happy. All of this and more on this week's episode of Built By. Enjoy. Hey everyone, thanks again for coming back to another episode of Built By. Uh, really excited this week. I'm joined by Bennett Andelman, who is the Vice President of Marketing Communications at Power Home Remodeling. Bennett, thanks so much for joining. It is a pleasure to be here. Awesome, man. So I love to start to get to for the viewers and the listeners to get an idea of your current role, how you are helping Power Homes efforts. I'd love to hear, you know, just a quick little two to three minute kind of synopsis of, of your role and um, you know, how you help over there. Absolutely. So the, uh, the current role, as you suggested, is, uh, is Vice President of Marketing Communication. So, so what does that mean in this organization? Uh, we are basically responsible for the brand. Um, and that is a, a large and robust uh, na a name um, specifically. Uh, so let me kind of break that down a little bit. Uh, we really are the creative agency uh, for the business. Uh, and that essentially means that we're responsible for the main buckets of the business. And, and those buckets are as follows. One is the brand. What are we saying to the universe, specifically in the digital universe? Uh, so managing and maintaining all of our social channels and all of our digital landscape uh, is attached to this particular uh, part of the business. Uh, in addition to that, we have what I would refer to as the business of the business. How do we, what are the inner workings of the business, both in HQ, uh, which is made up of your traditional enterprises, as well as uh, what is happening throughout the course of a customer and candidate journey. So when it comes to candidate journey from the associated 
uh, you know, proverbial knock on their door, if you will, the inbound and outbound side of that all the way through the communications funnel and on into new hire uh, and onboarding, as well as on the customer side, how are we generating leads? How do those leads flow through the funnel? Uh, and what ultimately happens post-installation on the loyalty side of our business, we're responsible for that as well. Uh, and then really outside of that, it's really just the employee brand. Um, so, you know, once you're onboarded and once you're happy, uh, at least initially, how do we maintain that happiness? How do we retain really talented employees? And how do we make this the number one company to work for? Uh, and so that is a big, big, big part of what we do on a day-in and day-out basis. And all that is done uh, through a makeup of about 25 individuals. Uh, we have marketing strategy, uh, which I help oversee, uh, as well as the kind of the lives attached to our, uh, our side of the business. Uh, we also have corporate communications and PR, which is government relations, crisis communications, and uh, traditional uh, PR or media. Uh, we have a digital side of our business, which obviously is made up of that social media I was talking about earlier and digital communications as a whole. Um, including inbound lead generation uh, and website maintenance, SEO, SEM. And then, of course, we have the core part of our, our side of the business, which is the creative units. We have film, photo, uh, design, copy, and then creative operations or project management and traffic management, which oversees the flow of all that work. That's awesome, man. Um, it's interesting. I want to go back to what you mentioned about the um, the you know acting as kind of an agency for Power Home, and it sounds like it's a very robust. I mean, you have an internal agency there. I mean, almost every aspect that you just mentioned. Um, you yourself came from an an agency background, working with major brands before you got into the home improvement, home remodeling industry. Um, how was that transition for you, coming from you know running big numbers with with advertising and and you know working with those big brands, and then coming into a, a role like this? Uh, it was it was wild. <laughs> Honestly, I never I never in a million years pictured that I'd be working for a, a remodeling company for sure. Uh, and you know, I grew up in the kind of the the marketing advertising side of our world uh, when I was a graduate from university. And I always thought that I'd be there. Uh, I was going to be an agency guy forever. I just loved the ambiance of that. I was uh, a partner at an agency by the name of Alibot Communications for, for some time. And my two partners and I, we would focus, frankly, on, on food, fragrance, and finance. Those are the three series of businesses that we would be attached to. And uh, in about 2004, 2005 timeframe, I was approached through friend of a friend of a friend uh, to uh, meet Jeff Callender, who's one of the co-founders of this organization. Uh, he and his cousin Adam founded the organization in 1992. And at the time when I met Jeff, incredible guy, super, super dynamic, uh, but I never really thought that they, there would be some sort of attachment. They were in remodeling and in some ways retail, and that just wasn't really a part of the business that we were trying to create. Uh, and so Power's positioning statement now uh, is relentless dedication to improvement. Relentless is the key word because he was relentless and everybody at Power is relentless in pursuing what they thought would be a nice relationship or a mix of opportunity. And so Jeff kept pursuing the opportunity uh, in favor of, of uh, getting us involved in doing some digital work. And I was like, uh, you know, listen, if you want us to do uh, some digital work, maintain your, your website, uh, at the time there are power windows and siding, and you want us to work a little bit on, on SEO, SEM, and, and, and social media, which is kind of new at the time still, uh, we'd be happy to do that, but forewarning, this is really not our mix. 
but lo and behold, we ended up getting involved and became one of the largest parts of our business at the time. And we did a lot for them on the digital side. But what I noticed over the course of that time was that uh, there was a little bit of a disconnect with what they wanted to do ultimately as an organization and, and the limitations of their brand. And so we created what I refer to as a brand DNA study. Uh, and that study is basically peeling back the onion, doing associated research, both aided and unaided, on having a better understanding as the equity they had in their brand. Because as they were growing and they were looked to go to nationwide expansion, at the time they were just in Philadelphia. Uh, but at that point, uh, they also wanted to expand their vertical lines uh, into roofing and, uh, and other uh, product verticals that had nothing to do with windows and siding. So hence the name Power Windows and Siding didn't make a lot of sense. And if you were a canvasser on our side of the business and you were knocking on someone's door and you said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I see you have some streaking on your roof. Uh, my name is Bennett Andelman and I'd love to be able to set up a free estimate for you. Uh, you know, today or tomorrow work. Well, what's the name of your your uh, your business son? Well, we're power windows and siding. Let's instill a lot of confidence in the consumer. So what are you supposed to do in that moment? We wanted to conduct a series of, of research efforts in order to figure out what was appropriate um, as far as name, identification, rebranding, and, and all those things that go along with it. Uh, and we ended up doing that. Uh, and at the end of that presentation, uh, the following day, uh, Jeff called me up, really, really pleased with the opportunity to dive deeper into that side of the business and understand uh, the the necessity of a rebrand. Uh, but we don't want to have the agency do it. We'd rather have you do it individually and come over and work for power. Uh, and that was a real interesting kind of uh, crossroads for me in my career. I had a lot of autonomy uh, in the agency. I loved my business partners. I loved the people that we work with. We were a growing firm um, and I really enjoyed it. But one thing was really clear to me. Every time I would visit Power Windows and Siding at the time, I'd go in for a meeting with the, the business partners uh, and the associated chief executives within the organization at that time. Uh, I would leave with this sense of just frustration and I didn't understand why. Uh, other than like, I just loved the dynamic between that group. Uh, there was a lot of healthy debate. Um, there was a lot of ideas and opportunities and those opportunities leading to execution, which working with multinational uh, businesses throughout my career in the agency side and small mom and pop shops and everybody in between. Uh, one thing that was clear about power that wasn't so clear in all these other relationships I had was that they just cared so deeply about each other. And it was this whole mentality of no one is going to be unheard. Um, every idea is valid. Uh, and we are going to continue to challenge ourselves and stretch ourselves in order to get to the truth of an idea and then ultimately the execution of that. And that was really favorable to me. And I just fell in love with the whole concept of it. And I also saw what they had planned for the future, which was inevitable expansion nationwide um, and to completely, completely change the face of an industry that is fraught with unscrupulous business activity. That is the fourth most complained about uh, industry in the country. Uh, and when you have that stacked up against you, um, the only thing you really have to do as a business is just be better than everybody else. Um, just actually live your values, actually make sure the customer is satisfied at the end of a transaction, at the end of an installation and beyond. And if you can do those things, you could be uh, a giant in this industry. And over the years since um, coming on board and certainly way prior to me coming on board, they had that mentality. They had those values. They were living by them. And now we just execute on them daily.
That's awesome, Bennett. It sounds like it was kind of a startup mentality there where, you know, you said every idea was valid and, and people could bring things to the table. And I'm sure that means a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, went some directions that didn't work, found out what did work. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, from your agency background, I'm sure, I think you mentioned the other day, you came in with big britches kind of thing where like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Um, or, what were some of the things that worked from your previous experience and what were some of the things you kind of had to learn on the fly that, that kind of stand out to you? Uh, well, first and foremost, you know, to your exact point, uh, I kind of walked in there thinking like anybody, I think that comes from the agency side over the corporate side, Oh, this is going to be so easy. I'm, I'm juggling a thousand clients already and they all have different problems to solve. And I'm working in different channels of the advertising community and I know everything. And uh, that wasn't the case at all. Um, I ha am as busy for the last 10 years that I've been at power and as I've ever been, um, including during this crisis, but I'll have always been super, super busy trying to balance very complex problems um, with the understanding of how do you take complex problems and make them um, not only solvable problems, but easily digestible depending on your constituency. Um, but when I walked in there in particular, uh, I felt like, okay, you know, we were going to go in, or I was going to go in, and we were going to continue to do some advertising, traditional uh, direct response and brand-based advertising as a, a major conversion tool for the business. And while I knew that we were a big outbound model, meaning that we spent the majority of our time, the, the bulk of our employee base, uh, is canvassing. They are actually knocking on doors six days a week. Uh, and we are in retail. We are in BJ's and Sam's clubs nationwide. And we are also in every possible event you can be at uh, that has a large meandering kind of family oriented crowd. Um, so your home shows, your car shows, your wedding shows and everything in between. And the majority of the earnings that we have as a business, the, the sales opportunities that we receive come from that group. But my assumption is, and, and incorrectly, was that I was gonna just focus on steering the ship in not a completely different direction, but add to that diverse portfolio. And what I found in the beginning of my tenure and in sitting down with our current co-CEO, Asher Rayfield, was that that is actually not what the business needs. The business at that time uh, needed more bodies and not just bodies like people that weren't qualified, that can just knock on the door and their attitude didn't matter and their uh, appearance didn't matter and their hygiene didn't matter and all these other things. Um, we needed real talent, talent that would otherwise want to go to Google or go to Facebook or go to any, or Silicon Valley in general or go to Wall Street. Like those are the people that we're looking for. Um, and we're also looking for lawyers and we're looking for teachers and we're looking for everybody that can walk already in. Um, not maybe with all the values that we represent as a brand, but at least with the core values that we represent as a brand. Um, and if we could find those people, we could continue to put time, effort, and money into that part of our business, continue to grow that part of the business with advertising being really just a small supplement um, for our growth. And that just shocked me. I was like, I can't understand that. I, this is, I come from an agency model. I don't know what to do with that information other than really listen, um, pay attention to what is happening around me, and that culture is king at power, uh, and that great employees make great consultants for our clients and great relationships with our clients based on that consultancy will create new business. And I shifted my, my uh, thinking almost immediately into, okay, well, instead of being a, um, a traditional ad agency type of style, 
um, we're going to focus on internal communications in two facets. Internal communications when it comes to making our people happy, the, those that are there, those that are thriving, those that meet that, that standard of values, and also looking at um, opportunities uh, outside of that. How do you bring in talent? Well, one of the things you have to do in order to bring in talent, especially talent that's going to a remodeling company, and especially talent that you're asking potentially as an entry-level position to knock on doors in all kinds of weather, um, how do you do that? Well, you need to figure out um, ways that showcase that this is actually real, that you may not have woken up this morning saying, I, I don't want to sell windows. That's like certainly not what anybody wants to do when they're in elementary school. But you could do this, do this really well and be a part of something incredibly special. And so we focused the first four or five years of my career on that. And, and that led to opportunity with um, signing up for uh, awards, uh, like top workplace awards regionally. And then as we grew and as we expanded, uh, starting to expand nationwide, we had the opportunity then to sign up uh, and register for top workplace awards nationally. And not only was that an opportunity for us, but it also showcased, are we doing all the things that we say we're doing? And all the things that we preach, are they actually true? Are people actually receiving that well? And are they spitting that back with their reviews of us saying this is the best company I've ever worked for? And lo and behold, over the course of those first four or five years, we end up becoming um, Fortune Magazine's number one company to work for for millennials. Uh, and that was enormous. And in 2015, when that came out, it completely catapulted the company in totally um, new directions, new positive directions. Uh, and we're beating companies like on that list, Google, Apple, um, Salesforce.com, et cetera, people that are typically at the tops of those lists. And we're also doing it with the extension of millennial. And we know and realize that like where everyone else was kind of in some ways failing the millennial population and that they were millennials are lazy and they, they are entitled and they don't care about X, Y, and Z. We embraced um, the relationship. And what do millennials want more than anything else? They want to work for a company that believes in themselves and they want to work for a company that thinks about the world in a different way. That is, they're working for something bigger than themselves. And we had all those things. We had opportunities to create leadership. We had opportunities for new tech, which millennials love. And most important, we were working in an industry where we were developing energy efficient products and materials that would allow uh, our homeowners to reduce their carbon footprint and therefore save the planet. And when you combine all of those things, like, holy crap, there's like something really special here. And our, our uh, teammates uh, grabbed onto that and still have ever since. So it completely changed my perspective from a company that would be really hot on outbound, driving in lead flow. And that would be my focus to really, really focusing our team and the growth of our team on um, the, uh, the employee model, internal communications, development of events that make our employees happy. Uh, and you know, the first you know, several years of my career was dedicated to that until we flipped the switch again in 2016. Not that we weren't focusing on that, but we were adding now another layer on a new rebrand and now onto more of the consumer marketing that we do now. In my experience as a marketer and, and talking to other marketers, marketing really is a game of momentum, whether it's you know, SEO, um, whether it's you know getting inbound leads, whether it's you know on the hiring side of things, um, it's all about small wins that just start snowballing into something bigger. Um, I'd love to hear if you can recall one of your first wins that you got when you started a power home, where you were like, you know, this this is I can do this. This is it. Uh, wow, great question. Um, so, yeah, I mean. It sounds sort of cheesy, but my my first wins and really consistently my wins uh, have been in building this team. 
uh, you know, at first I was a bit overwhelmed. You know, I walked into the agency world when I was early in my career um, into a very large agency in the region, and they had all the inner workings of an agency, and it felt overwhelming at the time, and I was a small cog in, in a big wheel. And as I grew up in that agency and in that industry, understanding all the inner workings of how an agency should be built, um, I never thought I would have the opportunity to do it myself. And even when I was uh, a partner at this last agency that I was at prior to power, um, they were already kind of a pre-built machine. I had my own agency that I was running, which is me and a partner of mine uh, for three or four years, uh, doing all the heavy lifting on our own for our clients. And I ended up merging my, my work with this other group. So they already had an established group. So doing it all on my own um, and starting that from scratch um, with me and, and really no one else when I first got there other than Jeff, uh, who's the co-founder, who's kind of running the marketing department at that time. Uh, who had many other fish to fry in the business as we were growing um, was a bit daunting and overwhelming. Um, and so really my, my biggest win, uh, frankly, in my opinion, was, was uh, finding initially or, or hiring, if you will, um, this gentleman who still works for me today by the name of Ray Ladada, who is our director of digital communications currently. Um, and when, I, when we started working together, I realized like, wow, uh, with this dynamic, with this type of individual and this type of vision, um, there is something that we could really do here to build this agency out. And in that time, fast forward now 10 years, uh, in growing very strategically, growing the creative team out, growing the strategy team out, growing the, um, the content team out, uh, you know, that has been really, really exceptional. And, you know, I, I'm only as good as the people that I surround myself by. I think it's the old adage, right? And, you know, even I'll take it one step further with regard to what Steve Jobs used to say and that he only hires people that are better than him. Uh, and I, I, I look at that and it's like kind of printed in my brain. Um, and every time I look to find a, a new person to work with, new talent to, to uh, connect with, I'm thinking like I need to fill a void and that void has to be exceptional. And we've been very, very fortunate in hiring exceptional people at all levels of our agency. And if they continue to shine the way they currently are, there's no telling what we can do so much so that I would put our group up against most other agencies in the region, if not nationally already. One question I did have getting back, and I think you mentioned this earlier, um, and you certainly mentioned it yesterday, but um, so Power Home is a really interesting marketing strategy. And I think it's, I think you mentioned it's kind of a three pronged thing. Um, you know, it's in-person retail and community presence. Um, could you expand on that a little bit about, you know, how you, you came up with this game plan and, um, how you kind of executed it? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, obviously it's not my game plan. This was kind of baked into the organization from the very beginning, but we realized that most of our competitors and, you know, we affectionately call the majority of them Chuck on the back of the truck because the majority of, uh, remodeling competitors, uh, and we do exterior modeling, which is window siding, doors, and roofing primarily, um, the majority of those competitors are, are referrals of a friend of a friend of a friend. It's like this guy that I know, and he kind of does this and does this sort of well, and that's part of the reason why there's such a complaint rate in the industry, because God bless these uh, chucks in the backs of the trucks, they are doing everything for their business. Um, they are doing all the marketing. They are doing the sales. They are doing um, the research and development. They are working with all their partners to develop a smart manufacturing products or pulling them from Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, they are doing all the installations. They're doing the billing and the accounting, you know, so there's too much that those people are enduring. And that's why a lot of their relationships with their customers fall short of expectation. So from the very beginning, 
not only do we want to set up, or the company, I should say, wanted to set up um, a real organization that had very specialized focus in different areas to ensure that was never going to be the case for our homeowners. Um, one of the major divisions that we that they were talking about from the beginning was this idea back in the day it was called marketing and now it's customer development it was how do you develop a, a model where we're not waiting on the customer to come to us like the reality is when people wake up in the morning uh, typically speaking and I'm a homeowner myself uh, you don't wake up and say man oh, I would love to spend $15,000 on windows today I hope somebody calls me or, or I should pick up the phone and, and get that done what happens is like oh shit, I have a leak in my roof. Um, now I need to call somebody and I have no idea who to call. So what do I do? I call my buddy. Did you get your roof fixed by somebody? Oh yeah, this guy did it and he wasn't, he was kind of half okay, but he showed up on time. So, and the roof didn't break. So I guess it's okay. And then you, you go down that road, uh, but you're, it's already like way too late. There's already a leak going on. You're already dealing with rotted wood and all this other damage. And like, why put yourself in that position? But that's what happens more often than not. And the organizations that do um, what we would call inbound marketing exceptionally well um, are, are consistent in that approach, but they're also knowing that they have to take a lot of losses with some of those wins on advertising. And we didn't want to ever be in that position. So we were like, why don't we just be the opposite of what most people are doing and why don't we find our customers? Uh, instead of letting them come to us, we're going to go to them. And that kind of, in essence, is what created this kind of canvassing division. Uh, and now we've split that group into three different components of the business, as I was suggesting a little bit earlier. We have a component of the business that is canvassing nationwide. And we're in 16 territories now, soon to be 17 territories uh, nationwide. And, and you have men and women that are incredibly talented. Again, not like what you've done a high school dropout or, or, or um, you know, a, a student that is doing this part time. Right. Like these are talented um, collegiate graduates um, that could be doing a lot of different things in the world, but they're doing this because they know that it matters and they're making a lot of money at it. Um, and they're out six days a week on average, um, knocking on doors for six, seven hours. Uh, and they're going into neighborhoods that we strategically evaluate. Uh, and they're connecting with homeowners on a day in and day out basis, being the first line of defense. Like that is real marketing. And like, if you don't have the right tone, the right personality, the right script, then your brand suffers, reputation suffers. So that's really important to us. Um, so they're knocking on those doors. And then we have a whole different faction of customer development uh, representatives that are in Sam's clubs, BJ's clubs nationwide, uh, doing exactly the same thing um, with a partnership with them. And that's really huge and important for us because homeowners by and large uh, in those stores trust those brands. And those brands trust us that we're going to deliver exceptional experience. And that really helps us as well. And then again, as the third arm, it's like this, the marketing event. Uh, and a lot of our competitors, again, like they're thinking about, well, the only events that really matter to us or where homeowners are interested in this type of work is a home show. So we're only going to focus on, on the home show. And, and that's not our, our model at all. Like we focus on any show that we think, a, a again, a family-oriented, single homeowner kind of uh, constituency is going to be. Uh, and, and we do... A really effective job with that. Now, that's not to mention, you know, obviously some of the other revenue streams that are coming into the organization, of course, where you have, you know, your traditional job signs, we have our SEO campaigns, we have our, our digital presence, we have digital lead generation, we have repeat customers, and we have an inside sales division that is constantly on the phone, day in and day out, um, calling prospective customers and existing customers um, that had other work that potentially should be done to their homes and generating opportunities that way as well. Very cool. Very cool. 
Um, yeah, I, I think I, I really want to wrap it up. I, you've mentioned hiring a couple times and, and what really stands out, I think, and what has really catapulted you, as you've mentioned before, is just the team that you have, um, you know, are always striving for the best. And um, I saw you were ranked, you know, number two, I believe, in the top 500 qualified remodeler. Um, and you're also, you know, ranking high in almost every, you know, employee satisfaction thing. I think you mentioned yesterday you were outranking like Apple and, and other companies that are large and well known. Um, in in your efforts there, and I know that brand really attracts people right off the bat. If you have, a, you know, a shitty looking website or something else, it only detracts from people won't trust you. Um, in terms of maybe the brand and, and maybe some other initiatives um, and for companies that, that are looking, you know, to expand that hiring with their marketing department, how can marketing really support that function of the business in your opinion? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, and obviously I'm a bit of a homer when it comes to this, but I, I think that marketing and communications are the most essential component to a business. Now, yes, you need product. Uh, you need people to sell that product. Uh, and you need co-owners in our case to buy that product. Um, but it's the it's all the things that surround that journey uh, that are essential. And that's where marketing communications comes into play. Uh, we are steadfast in, in our approach to ensuring that the brand reputation is top notch. And to your point, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we focus a ton of our attention to an MPS score that is uh, the highest in our industry. Uh, and among the highest in the nation, uh, which again, with a, 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 um, an industry that is the fourth most complained about uh, in, the, in the world or in the United States anyhow, um, to be, have an MPS score as high as we have, um, or to have a satisfaction rate, a customer satisfaction rate of 96%, again, among the highest in our industry, if not the highest in the industry, is all about communications and service um, and this feeling that I get you and you get me. Um, and that is a hard um, opportunity if you do it incorrectly, uh, especially with a homeowner that is already skeptical uh, when you walk into their home for the very first time. And Marcom uh, plays a big role in all of that. It's not only the development, to your point, uh, on website and making sure that the, the messaging on the website is, um, is uh, you know, an opportunity for a homeowner to look at that and say, yeah, I, I get this. Like, this resonates with me. There's an emotional connection that I, I can see being made here. Um, but it's also, you know, what uh, I would refer to as the, as the grunt test, um, you know, which uh, is simply like, is it simple? Do you make sense? Does it, does it resonate immediately? Does it take six minutes to get to the point on your webpage? And, and if you're not doing those things effectively, you're not going to generate the type of lead flow that you're looking for. And outside of that, when you go into the journey, both the candidate journey, the employee journey, and the customer journey, and all three of them are essential and important to our brand, um, it's what is that messaging? Where are you clear? Where are you inefficient? And we are, you know, I go back to the, the positioning statement of relentless dedication to improvement. Every single division within the organization, it has that kind of mantra built into their heads. And, you know, for us, every morning we wake up, we're desperate to poke holes in everything that we do and everything that our what I would refer to as our clients, which is all the departments within the organization, where are their holes in their game? Where do they need our help? Um, you know, can we do a better job of communicating in this part of the customer journey 
with our customers. And how does that work? Well, we can do better email communications here. We can do a better text-based communication here. Um, we can be smarter about how we confirm our appointments here. We can give bios of our reps to homeowners that want to know what the people look like that are coming to their home and, and what are their hobbies and do they have dogs and all those things. Like, Why not make that relationship better? Why not give our constituencies what they actually want and really thinking about that and focusing in on that? Um, and so, you know, all parts of our business, um, you know, funnel around the, the work that we're doing. Uh, and we're just like blessed uh, to not only have access to this amazing talent in all sides of our business, but we're blessed that they want to hear from us and that they want our help and they believe in our production value and they believe in the assets that we offer. And, and when all of those things combine, um, which they've done very well over the years that I've been here um, with people that believe in each other, uh, the secret sauce is simple. Uh, just listen, um, learn, and execute. Uh, and we continue to do that on repeat over and over and over again. That's awesome. Bennett, that, that's really all the questions I had. Um, I think this has been extremely invaluable um, you know, for, for our listeners and um, anybody interested really in taking their marketing to the next level. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, is there any, let's say someone wants to, you know, learn a little bit more about power home, um, whether they're interested in, in checking out your employment, um, you know, opportunities, is, is there any specific website they should check out or anything there? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that plug. It's uh, powerhrg.com. Uh, and there's candidate opportunities on there if you want to apply for uh, anything. And there are obviously a whole bunch of opportunities for customers to sign up for a prospective customers to sign up for a free estimate. There's also a whole bunch of other um, information on there to give you a better understanding as to the brand and, and what we're up to and the products that we sell uh, and the people that we hire. Um, so that would be you know sort of the number one. And if anybody wants to to reach out to me, um, it's easy enough to find me through Power, through my my LinkedIn uh, profile, any of that stuff. And I'm an open book as, as discussed today. So I'm happy to have any discussions with you that you like. Awesome, man. Thanks again so much. You got it. Thank you so much.